the simplest commercial baking resource. Brought to you by Bakerpedia and hosted by Lynn Carson with a PhD in grain sciences. Sharing knowledge and helping you grow connections. Listening to the Baked in Science podcast. Welcome to Baked in Science. I am your host, Dr. Lynn from Bakerpedia, the world's largest technical resource for commercial bakers. Before we start, I would like to thank our friends at Parados. Parados' line of authentic ensures that you get the unique fermented flavor. Reach out to them at parados.us to learn more. Well, we're here to learn about what's new in the sourdough world. Here is Kevin Roberts, a master sourdough baker and teacher, to tell us more. Today, we have Kevin Roberts, the author of the upcoming book, Baking Sourdough. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. Nice to meet you, too. Tell me, how would you come up with an idea for such a book? Well, 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 where do you start? I, I, I mean, first of all, um, for me, it really has to be sourdough. Um, uh, I, I, I teach lots of classes in London. Um, uh, we, t- we teach a varied amount of, uh, of, of classes, but um, sourdough has, has kind of got to be my, my real passion, really. Okay, and... Um... Tell me your origin story. Where did you start? I mean, how did you become a baker? Lynn, this sounds so long ago. <laughs> uh, it kind we have of started time. In, in 1984. I left school and I, I went straight into baking there. And um, uh, I, I went, went straight in and I, I learned my craft um, uh, in the UK. And then uh, at, at that time, um, uh, this country really... Um, had a very limited range. Um, I think the Charlie Wood recipe had come in, and um, and that had really put the brakes on on good flavoured breads. Um, and so I took myself down to the south of France, where I was very first introduced to poolish and preferments, and and that was the really first time I'd I'd ever tried sourdough. And, and for me. Um, for me personally, I think as soon as you try sourdough, uh, for me, uh, I, I, there was no turning back uh, from then on. Um, I spent uh, three fantastic years down there uh, working with some real elderly gentlemen that had such a wealth of knowledge. Um, and I did try to drain them as much of knowledge as I could. Um, I, I returned back to, to the UK, opened my, uh, my own bakery, Time Bakery. Um, I uh, opened a, a bakery school that ran alongside that. Okay. Um, after four years, I, I needed some sleep. I needed some rest. I needed a holiday. We decided to sell the business. Um, you know, being uh, a sourdough baker is always challenging. It, like you get no a, rest. <laughs> and there's there's no sleep involved. Yes. It is a bit. It is a a, a, cho- a choice of it's, life. It, yeah. um, mm-hmm. uh, and then I went into new product development, um, uh, kind of designing and developing recipes. Um, and and new designs for for supermarkets really, um, and and that's when um, I, I my intro. I mean the the innovation side was amazing. Uh, kind of taking a, a concept uh, and 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 
and eventually seeing that um, reach the, the, the shop floors. Uh, but the engineering of, of recipes really um, uh, kind of took me onto a, a, a different understanding to kind of manipulate breads to get that constant consistency, really. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I then kind of wanted to go to um, uh, back to a bit more of my artisan roots, um, and um, I, I wanted to teach. Uh, I'd already been teaching in, in my school, um, so then I, I moved to London um, and started working for uh, the amazing uh, Breadhead Bakery and Bakery School. And um, yeah, I've been That's here. a Breadhead Bakery School in England, London? Yes, where they sell the amazing donuts as well as their fantastic <laughs> sourdoughs as well. Um, uh, so yeah, we, we do about 38 different classes there. Um, wow. Um, and um, uh, and I, I've been there two and a half years. Um, and I, I, I love it. Uh, to just... Uh, to just be able to pass on uh, the knowledge that you've kind of gained is a fantastic feeling. Um, I, I, I really do, do enjoy that job. So are you still a instructor at the Breadhead Baking School? I am. I am, yes. That, that, that's so that's cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, we have... Um, we have three, uh, t- two different uh, locations with three classes. Um, and we... We have in the pipeline come up October our new um, uh, location in Wembley there where we will have um, uh, two further classrooms there. For people like me who are, aren't aware of this Breadhead Baking School, which is such a cool name, um, what do you exactly teach there? Just bread or pastry? Well, or what do it, you do? It, is a, it is mainly bread um, uh, or, or bread kind of products, um, uh, kind of patisserie in there. Uh, of, of course, we have to do our world famous donuts in there as well. Um, um, but we do ancient grains, um, enrichment processes, um, uh, so kind of lamination skills with the, the croissant. So we try to do a wide ra- uh, uh, variation of of the classes that we um, and it, and every year we kind of have a look and see what's on trend, what's what uh, what, what on the baking uh, uh, platform are, are people really wanting to go into, and I find that a, a, our best sellers are the sourdough breads. Uh, yeah. they, is this uh, be- is this why you wrote a book on it? Well, I was actually ju- just somebody came came to the class and um, and and they commissioned me to write it. Um, oh, how cool is that? Very, very cool. Yes, a, a, a real honour for me, really. Um, how how so, long did um, it take you to put this book together? Um, I think it must have been about twelve months to. Um, I'd never written a book before, Lynn. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, quite hard. Who knew? I certainly didn't. Uh, it is but hard to write a book. I have it, not. It, that's why I have not write, written a book yet. <laughs> well, it's it's a lonely place. Uh, you you are stuck in your own thoughts in front of the computer screen and 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 trying to think of the flow that's kind of going to uh, bring people in and draw them into the book. Uh, so I've, I, I, I've started at the beginning, the, the kind of history of sourdough and, and, and through its 
it's there's many variations it's gone through in in uh, in, in the history of bread um how it kind of nearly when um when um when our country uh, sorry about this but we we kind of nearly ruined bread with the the charlie wood process uh, and and then the the revival from the artisan movement that kind of really brought those uh, those uh, old ways the poolish and the preferments that really kind of gave us that that flavor back so yeah that yeah. that was really interesting yeah yeah you know um over here in in America, we have a lot of critics on the Trollywood process, mainly because it's such a short time dough, short time yeah. quick dough. And um, a lot of the bakers here still work on this sponge and dough process, but it's not as long of a fermentation as a yeah. sourdough. So can you go into um, the science behind sourdough on why it creates such amazing flavored breads? Well, I, I, I mean, we, we now know uh, the convenience breads, uh, the kind of quick breads, uh, the two hour from scratch to shelf. Uh, just really didn't have, um, it, it, it didn't go through a, a long enough fermentation process where all the flavors were really built, um, uh, especially with sourdoughs. Uh, you, you're kind of going into a 12, uh, 24 hour uh, long drawn out, uh, a low temperature uh, fermentation process. And it really does make the difference. You can really taste the difference in a long I mean, even if I'm making a classic English loaf now, uh, I will I will make an old dough to go, uh, the day before to try and get a hit of uh, 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 of some some element of fermentation. Um, I, I, and I always say to to um, uh, my pupils that come to me is that don't don't wake up to, uh, in the morning and and, and say I'm going to make an amazing bread. Wake up in the one morning and say I'm going to start the process and I'm going to make. A fantastic bread tomorrow. Uh, slowing things down, um, I just really uh, and uh, especially with with the sourdough, it then starts so that the gluten starts to degrade through time and and makes it a much healthier product. Um, I I feel bread has been demonised and, and and rightly so. We've um, yeah the 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 kind of Charlie Wood process and and and, and yeah apologies to America, but the wonder bread that eventually hit the scene of no point of any there, it's <laughs> of, 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 there but yeah, we, we yeah. kind of. Hey, wait, I, 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 can't, I kind of beat you with a stick about the Wonder Bread, but raise you back up with California, Tartine Bakery, yeah. the artisan movement started there with the Tassajara bread, but what kind of spurred things on. So uh, America, and particularly California, has a, is a fantastic history for breads. Um, they gave us a bit of a guiding light how to kind of reverse right. Right. And, 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 you know, we are so stuck at the wholesale industrial scale on straight dose as well, that we could, that our vision is always on high efficiencies and moving this product along as fast as possible and reducing the waste mm -hmm. that we forget that, you know, there is a process of fermentation behind this product. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of I think a lot of that has to do with getting a lot of engineers and getting a lot of process people into the picture without training them how to be bakers first, right? And they create processes 
and equipment that is so high throughput that it only treats the product as a bioprocess or the process. It doesn't treat the product like the product. Yeah, you know? it, and it, I think it, that's where we've gone wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I understand why. I understand why we did this. We, we, we could then make an, an affordable bread for the masses. And that was a good thing. We were feeding people. Yep. Um, um, I, I, but, but that process... Uh, unfortunately, took away the the the, uh, the 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 flavors of the breads. Yes. Um. I, um. Yeah. And I, and turned them into really sandwich carriers. Um. Uh, they they were then only really good for was kind of transporting a flavor in uh, in between two slices to your mouth. Um. And I I I still feel there is still um, a purpose for those breads as well. Um. The 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 kind of artisan brigade would kind of totally demonize these breads. Uh, but with clean labels, and they're trying to really uh, tighten up um, uh, the, the methods that they use to make these breads. Um, I, I mean, yeah, we can use natural improvers like old dough and vitamin C to kind of uh, try to get some extra shelf life and some umphing to our breads. And there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with this as well. I'm, I'm not a sourdough evangelist. Uh, I, I, I just believe that they are, for me, they are just some of the most flavoursome plant uh, flowers on, on, on breads on the, on the planet. And, and if you really want to uh, give these an extra kick, um, try some of the ancient grains. We kind of left these alone. Um, so they, these haven't been as manipulated as, uh, as our strong white bread flour is today. Right. And um, the, the effect of long fermentation times also have been scientifically proven to break down a lot of um, uh, molecules like mm -hmm. uh, proteins and carbohydrates, right? Yeah, yeah. Can, yeah. can you go a little bit more into that and on what's the latest research? Well, I, I mean, I mean, you'd probably know more about this than me, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, but I, I may know some, but re I've seen some recent studies on it. Um, but it's all in Europe. It's not here in the U.S. You know, um, there seems to be a very strong movement coming out of Belgium and the, the, the Swiss area on mm -hmm. sourdough thoughts. I like to say sourdough thoughts. Yeah, well, I, I think if you, if you kind of think of the, um, uh, which countries kind of really stayed to their ethos, you'd have to think of Germany, um, of Sweden, of Belgium. You'd have to, uh, th these kind of parts of the world um, really shunned um, uh, the, the mass-produced breads. And why, why would they want to change with all the fantastic? <laughs> breads that they have um, they didn't want to go for a white fluffy loaf and why would they they got right. their nice dense rye breads there packed full of flavor uh, and and sourdough never really fell out of the equation with with these parts uh, these parts of the world uh, but I mean I mean I, I, I particularly like I mean yeah my country and your country, we kind of went down the mass production route and I kind of ruined a bit of bread. But I, I think that there is a hub in, in America, in, in particularly California, that are really doing some fantastic things down there. Right. So back to your book. What can anyone learn by buying your book? 
Well, um, yeah, well, they can learn a bit about the history of sourdough and, uh, and it's in, in its journey um, uh, into kind of where we are now with artisanal breads. Um, Would you be I've able some... to teach like the reader how to make sourdough? Yeah, we've got we've got twenty six different recipes in there, oh, and I've tried cool. to I tried to pick. Um, uh, some classics like the Levan and the Panda Campan and get uh, and get those in there. Um, uh, I, I've I've gone for uh, like a Borodinsky rye in there as well to 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 kind of satisfy the the denser structure uh, that people really like. Um, I've I, I've gone into um, in ancient grains um, and 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 really trying to go into how to. Uh, try to convert um, your your family favorite uh, recipes and try to convert those into sourdough as well um, and 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 what to do with uh, your uh, discarded uh, sourdough starters you I, I throw none of mine away um, I've got a sourdough starter that's uh, that's been going now with me for for 12 years called Gladys after my <laughs> dear mum and um, it's, it's, it's cool. really trying to um, uh, trying to give, um, uh, I, I feel sometimes when I read about sourdough, there's a little bit of a pretentiousness about it and a little bit of a romanticism. I, I want to keep the romanticism. I love the romanticism. I do. Like, I do. I do, Lynn. I really do. And it is a romantic. <laughs> it's a living organism and it lives with you in your home. And it, it's a fantastic part of, part of you, your, your family. Um, uh, I, but I, I, I wanted to make it so it was like accessible. Um, uh, when I teach classes, um, I've heard all the problems uh, yeah. that they're having where they, they see all their hard work kind of deflate in front of their eyes because they're not following the bulk fermentation process that really strengthen these doors. And it's, it's really about giving, it's really about translating what I do at Bread Ahead um, mm -hmm. into a book, really. Um, um, I, I've just heard all the problems um, and I pinpointed all the problems that the customers have been been having when they they're taking their first steps into sourdough and and, and try to get them into the book and try and make it a little bit more um accessible for people really and um what is actually what is the number one problem that people have when dealing it, it, with sourdough yeah well it, it is not really understanding that this is an organism that needs feeding um there are lots of people um uh, fall at the first hurdle as soon as they see the the production of the hooch the separate the liquid separation that's usually an indicator for somebody that's relatively new to sourdough that they've killed it throw that away uh, and it's it's treating it more like a commercial yeasted bread where this needs the gluten structure really strengthening um, through the, the, the various resting periods and the folding periods to, to go through uh, the, the bulk fermentation that's really going to strengthen and, and open the, the texture uh, and, and and using the fridge to slow this down. It's it's not a speedy product. Yeah, um, uh, exactly. I, as you say, we go through the fermentation process. It breaks down all these minerals and makes them, uh, we can absorb them uh, better in our bodies. Uh, and it's trying to make a healthier, uh, a more flavoursome bread. And it's trying to get people to understand this is a long process. 
you've got to put a, a lot of time and effort yeah. into this. Yeah. Um, but you, you will be rewarded. And um, there's never a week that goes by that I don't get an email from, from one of my previous customers that um, send me an amazing looking bread. And they're so thrilled with themselves. Isn't that got, rewarding? It's amazing, Lynn. I, yeah. I love it so much. I, I do, and uh, and 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 don't and and they're not always successes. I'm usually getting emails going, Kev. There's a big whacking hole in my right. sourdough. What's happened? <laughs> and um, yeah, I've I've been known to um to to be on the phone talking them through it while they're mixing it. It's a uh, it's a labor of love being a teacher, and I love doing it. That's so wonderful that you're sharing your knowledge, because it it just um, give me confirmation that I'm doing my best as well for my friends. You know, they were like in the middle of the night, they would send me pictures of your sourdough, and they're like, "What's wrong, Lynn? Why my sourdough didn't rise?" You know, then we go through all the I, points. I, and- I, I, I can t- I can tell you, Lynn. I have. On my phone, I have more photographs of people's broken sourdoughs than I do of my children. I love it. Uh, my, my phone is full of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> no, what, no, is but, your, what is your favorite recipe in that book? About my, fa- I, I think my favorite recipe has to be uh, the 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 Borodinsky rye. Um, um, it, it it is a it is a bread that that I really didn't grow up with. Um, um, uh, uh, it, at the time when I was growing up in the UK, uh, we were just, we had two varieties of breads. Uh, one was wholemeal and one was your white fluffy loaf. And that's what I was, I was, um, uh, my A white and brown bread. White and brown bread. That was as much as you got, I think, then, Lynn, in, in, in this country. Same um, and, and then when I got introduced uh, to to rye breads that are dark and rich and dense and and then it, it, it opened my my taste buds to a, a new sensation of breads um, and um, uh, it, and and food accompaniments to to go with the breads as well um, so yeah I I had to teach my 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 taste buds what really good bread tasted like and for me it's it's like a hundred percent rye really does it for me nice sourdough hundred percent rye so how long is that fermentation for that particular bread that goes through a 12 hour i I make a pre-ferment for that um uh, just a a a flour water and yeast starter uh, depending on what the weather is now um I, i would either leave that out at room temperature covered to just really start to activate and get that process going uh, before day two comes along um, or yeah we've had some fantastic weather in London it's sometimes been 32 35 degrees that may not seem very high to your viewers it's particularly great for the UK and um, uh, and, and yeah I would then put it down into the fridge I, I wouldn't want it to start to produce uh, too much lactic acid I, I want a sourdough I don't, I don't want it to punch me in the face and then yeah the next day you add the rest to it yeah the rest is the recipe to it and um don't you feel that with rye sourdoughs it takes i mean especially with at at 12 hours it comes really slack it do, it, it does well i, I mean we're, we're dealing with 
rye flour. Right. What, what we're talking? So, we're talking of the protein content of about six percent. Right. Uh, so it's not never going to build that glutinous structure as a a twelve percent protein, um, fluffy white glutinous bread. So. I've got this idea. Um, I've heard from a scientist in Canada that they heat treat their rye flour mm. to really um, destroy the enzymes. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering, do you think if we were to use that particular heat treated rye flour that it will not be slack after 12 hours? Yeah, well, I've, I've heard of, um, um, I, 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 I believe it's kind of out, uh, may, maybe Switzerland, where they have high rise, uh, rise uh, that, that produce more, uh, more gluten, where they're kind of getting it into a, a, a much more glutinous and a fluffier uh, equivalent of, uh, of the, uh, the, the denser structure. Would you like to try a sample of the heat-treated rye flour and see if it works for you in I your favorite recipe? I would I'll send absolutely you some. love that. Will you please? Yes, I'll send you some. I'll, I'll, I'll you. ask Solange's Mills to send you I'd some. I'd love to try that. I'd love yeah. to try that one, yeah. Yeah, and then we may, maybe we could, you know, create a blog out of it or something. I love uh, That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for coming on to my podcast today. We look forward to seeing your book out in the market and can you tell our listeners where they can uh, buy your book well I, 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 I in all good bookshops obviously Lynn but um, it will be available on Amazon and it will be available to buy direct from the publishing company and that is um, uh, crowwoodpress.com um, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy I, I can't wait it's um, it's, it's, it's a book, really, that um, I, I want to leave for my grandchildren to just say, this is what grandpa used to do with his time. And he legacy. It. Yeah, and legacy. I love it. You get All to right, say, thank you, Kevin. You thank you very much. Thank you for coming Bye -bye on. Now. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, that's all for today, folks. I want to talk about our new documentary series called Scale Up. Follow me as I help a mid-sized regional bakery move to the next level. Go to our YouTube channel to check out the first episode. Before I end, I would like to do a shout out to our new sponsor, ChemX Works. Thank you, Gary. You have made Bakerpedia and this Baked in Science series available for all bakers out there. Find out more about ChemX Works and how their incredible equipment help clean your pans. And you can learn more about them on our sponsor showcase. Lastly, please like, comment, and subscribe to Baked in Science. Till the next time, bakers, innovate better!